Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's a grotesque abuse of power by the President of the United States. This is the kind of thing that goes on in non-democracy. Let's be frank, a national nightmare is upon us. The country has a president who operates as an outlaw. This president also, is a criminal, kind of China a thief and a liar. This one. Like a so legal <laughs> analyst Jeffrey Tubin was suspended by the New Yorker and took a leave of absence from CNN after co-workers reportedly said that during a Zoom conference, he was, well, masturbating. Well, there you go, Whoopi. So I know. Usually never at a loss for words. The folks on The View had a tough time today. It was tough over there. Man, talk about a, a crew of people who were very, very upset today. They have lost a friend, a good hero. <coughs> And they didn't know how to describe it. It was very upsetting for them, the folks in the view, uh, in the view, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Sonny Hostin, um, uh, Joy Behar, and a woman named Sarah Haynes, I guess, who actually, Sarah Haynes didn't play along. The rest were in mourning. They were in full black veils. The black bunting <laughs> was all over. They looked like Mary Todd Lincoln. The black bunting was over. They were just crushed at what happened to Jeffrey Too. It happened to him. By the way, and you'll hear this audio in just a moment, but oh, poor Jeffrey Tubin, the the hit he took, and how, how did it happen? We don't understand. He's such a good, he's one of ours. I mean, Trump, we know he's an animal and a vicious monster, and the Trump boys are Hussein, uh, whatever uh, Hussein, the sons of Hussein. they're vicious animals, and Ivanka's an opportunist, uh, you know, horrible little monster. But Jeffrey Tubin, he's a good person. He's one of ours. How could this happen to him? We've seen he was he did everything he could to tear down Brett Kavanaugh and you know he was happy to call Republicans Nazis and racists all the time. And he, he was a good lawyer, you know. They brought him in to bring uh to bring uh, gravitas to each segment. Wow, Jeffrey Tubin's really on a roll today. Something important might be happening. So they don't understand. Suddenly, in the world of Me Too, all of that's been erased. All of the, your, your culpability for your own action, that's all gone. What happened? What happened to our Jeffrey Tubin? What could have happened to... This is incredible. President Kennedy was riding in the car, and Jacqueline Bouvier looked so beautiful in her pink dress, and suddenly a shot rang out, and he slumped. What happened? What happened to Jeffrey Tubin? We're all still kind of trying to process this one. So legal... How much processing does this one take <laughs> seems to me it's pretty much straight up it seems straightforward it's true yes and there's nothing that we can say it's not a double entendre it is yes it is absolutely there in your face there's no doubt about it there is no close second shadowy activity to what he was doing 
He simply was a hornball turned on by something and decided, <laughs> here I go. He either in, wanted to a, an audience to enjoy it or he didn't, or, but he mostly barely gave a bleep. But listen to the autopsy from The View. No, this, what, what have we witnessed here? It's almost as if, imagine this is like Bill, Bill Clinton. I mean, I don't understand what happened here to, to the president, to President Clinton. There was, a, there's a blue dress with some of his DNA on it. What happened to him? I can't believe it. Sure. I mean, he used the, the intern as a humidor and, and, you know, had his way with her. And uh, you then dismissed her and tried to send her off and then was angry when she took umbrage to it. But, I mean, what happened to, what happened to Jeffrey Tubin? Analyst Jeffrey Tubin was suspended by The New Yorker and took a leave of absence from CNN after co-workers reportedly said that during a... By the way, so he was suspended from The New Yorker and took a leave from CNN when co- co-workers say he was reportedly... We're already 34 seconds into this. <laughs> How don't we know already what happened? Just say it. Jeffrey busted, um, attempting to bust. Zoom (laughs) conference, he was... I don't know. I'm only a comedian who's been famous in nightclubs where working blue was a way of life uh, for decades and decades, but I... Now I cannot even utter the words. I can't (laughs) believe it here. I need a fainting couch suddenly. I don't know what... What was he involved in, allegedly? Well, masturbating. (gasps) So I know that you worked with him, Sonny, but from a legal standpoint, what is the defense? From a legal standpoint, what is the defense? How about from just a normal human decency standpoint? Right. Yes, I know that you worked with him, Sonny, so you know that he's a really good man, but... Well, shouldn't you be checking and seeing if Sonny's all right, by the way, for having worked with this guy? Yeah. Did you ever know him to do anything like this while in the office, Sonny? Or have it done to him? Is So from a legal standpoint, Sonny, not a personal one, because, you know, we all feel a certain way about him. So just legally, something you can't possibly answer here, but we'll <laughs> at least give you that garbage, um, you know, canal to go down so that you don't have to feel uncomfortable about your minute and 30 seconds here in the spotlight. Here, if they want to rake him over the fire. Well, you know, I think there's no question, Whoopi, that if he were physically in an office at work, that this would be a fireable right. uh, offense. He would, there would be grounds for termination. Right. But this is unprecedented. If he were physically... So if he were giving a, a remote... Um, a presentation with what's the presentation thing people use? I don't even know. Do they use it anymore? Decks? Do they do that? Like PowerPoint? Yeah. Or whatever. Point. If he right. were to give a PowerPoint presentation, and two young ladies, one cup came on suddenly on his <laughs> uh, on his uh, machine, and they saw that there wouldn't be any. You know what? Let's think about this for a second here. He wasn't physically. No, no. He's gone. He didn't, and this wasn't just a video of, this was him involving them in his sexual deviance at work, in a work uh, function here. So, well, if it was in person, that would be fireball. Yeah, we we pretty much knew that. I knew certainly you'd at least get written up, by the way. (laughs) Thank God they've got the lawyer. What are we teaching young people in sex ed nowadays? It's funny that the... The comedian just is flat, just can't process it. She's trying to process. It can't be processed as a comedian or a human being. Sonny, can you process this as, at least as a lawyer? This can't be processed. It, it can't be absolutely what we think it is. Right. In a sense, we're in these unprecedented times. There's a global pandemic. And uh, he was on a virtual work call. Um, but the argument is right. he was still at work, right? He was virtually working. Yeah. And- There's a global pandemic. And he's in a virtual work call. You know what? I remember Dr. Fauci early on saying, one, wear a mask. Two, you're going to feel an unstoppable need to take care of yourself, gentlemen, during this global pandemic. Is that a symptom of COVID, by the way, possibly? It's incredible. It's incredible. You know, it's just uh, socially distance, uh, but make sure... Sexually, you don't have to necessarily be so distanced as long as uh, as long as you're a good liberal, and there's people on. 
and the best thing is, is that everybody on this call were all good progressives. And they're watching because they know that they're really good people. Jeffrey Tubin has all the right lawn signs. They all have the right lawn signs. And yeah. they're seeing this monster in front of them just being his base self. Oh, too good. And so, you know, he arguably sexualized his workplace. Arguably? Really? Do you think there's a strong argument for that? Was it the, <laughs> was it the masturbating in front of people uh, completely naked, panning the camera down on his privates? Was that the arguably... I don't know. That seems like a big case to make. It you don't want to overcharge here. Jesus. Uh, Jeffrey, were you masturbating? Um, well, arguably. Could it have been sexualizing the experience of the Zoom meeting for anybody? Possibly. Um, unless for him that's not sexual. And so um, I, I don't know um, what the answer is now. No, there is. Could, no, could be no answer. For instance, if you're on the subway and some guy is doing this, then there's an answer. You know, if you're on the phone and some guy's doing this, especially if you work with him, then there's an answer. If you're Louis C.K. and you're in the green room and he's doing it, then there's an answer. If it's a good liberal and we don't see it coming and we can't lose we can't lose one of our own, one of our good ones, there's just, just no answer. This is an equation that cannot be figured out. It's just... The math just doesn't work. Because of um, the situation that we are in, I would... The situation that we are in. It's Jerkathon 2020, <laughs> as long as we're socially distanced. Can you imagine that? All of, you know what? Harvey Weinstein, he's also, the pandemic's been tough on him. He's going to have to get a little pawy, and, you know, we'll just have to take it. <laughs> Suck it up for a little bit. Harvey's had a tough time here. He's been going through a lot of scripts, and uh, Miramax lost, a, you know, $10 million on his last picture. So he'll be a little rapey this weekend. We need to... <laughs> We need to learn to, to look past it. I'll say this. I think that um, I, I, what does also... She just said, I will say this, with, of course, nothing to say. This is her, like, scrambling, taking the, the you know, the, the, the plate warmer thing off the top of the plate with no entree on the dish and then explaining to you why there's nothing or what should be there. Merit and investigation is why would someone show this lack of... Of impulse control. Huh. Why would somebody do that? Maybe they're a bleeping pig, a monster, a freaking perv, a low-life gutter crawler? Maybe they feel so privileged and entitled that they feel it's totally acceptable to subject everybody else at their workplace to that. Because they're so wonderful and their needs are so important that everybody else just has to deal with that. That's on them to live with seeing that. Right. And those of you, especially the women in their 20s who were on this call, I know that you're going to feel dirty and somewhat violated by this. But you know what? It's The next day, it's going to be thrown to the jury of The View, and they are going to exonerate him. And that is why this lawyer knew who this jury would be, and they're exonerating him because he's a good one. He's one of theirs. Uh, is this somehow mm -hmm. related to um, – is this addictive behavior? Is this – Addictive. Jeez, can you use another word? You know, gonna, uh, use a word that doesn't have that sound in it. <laughs> it's an addictive behavior. That, so, in other words, is this something that's a psychological? That's not him just being a cretin. Mm -hmm. You know, is this something that is? I mean, it, on Thursday he could either eat eighteen Heath Bar crunches or he could just whack it right in front of everybody <laughs> on the. It could go either way, just depending. It's all addiction. And the rest of the stuff are just symptoms of addiction, which is a bigger problem, which means we shouldn't be judgmental about this. Let's make sure we give this guy all of the leeway on the face of the earth. Related to uh, the, the pandemic, are we talking about, again, um, again an addiction related to these unprecedented times? Right. I think that... Can you imagine this? She's offering his, her defense for him The problem is women just weren't able to satisfy him because of the pandemic, so... He just had to do this on the Zoom call at his work. You know, this is such a cop-out because he's a successful, wealthy person who has shown great self-control. I mean, he went to law school, obviously. That takes self-control. You have to be able to show impulse control to stay up late studying, to pass the bar, to work long hours in law. This is a person who does not lack impulse control. This is a person who feels entitled to subject everyone around him to whatever that was. I mean, he 
that's the problem. That's the me too thing, right? Is that, you know, men feel that everyone around them owes them indulgence for their desires constantly. You know, whether or not people want to be a part of it, you're just putting everybody right in it. Merits some investigation because this is extremely... Oh, it merits some investigation. Does it? Are you sure, HR? Do you think so? (laughs) Really? We can't just write this off as, as you know, somebody stealing sugar packets from the break room? Are you sure? Jesus. Play the funeral music for this guy. um, uh, Odd and... and, Unusual. uh, You know. Yeah. Was it... Is that unusual? Are you sure it's unusual that he's got his... In his hand and is boldly punching himself right in front of the camera of colleagues from people all around New York City, influencers in the media, and he's spending that time being as as absolute base and vile as he possibly can. Is that is that somewhat unusual? But the forensics in this are incredible. Huh, what what exactly yeah. did we experience here? Because yeah. they think it's a tragedy that this mm-hmm. happened to him. Unusual behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible unusual. What do you, what do you make of this turn of events, uh, Sarah? Because it's just, it seems so, such a strange thing to do when you know people, you've been working and talking to people. It's so strange. What's your take on this? I don't understand. I'm sorry. So um, the best thing I is, Sarah. I usually give women a lot of credit for multitasking, but this is a gear switch I, I could be. Sarah's not playing around. Sarah here is doing the right thing. She's going with her emotions, which is, I can't believe this guy just in front of everybody. This is freaking to be mocked. To only a man. This is somebody named Sarah Haynes, who I instantly now respect. Um, <laughs> this was during an election simulation, <laughs> which is the most, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the most unsexy thing I've ever heard of. Um, and I'm not going to be Good able point. to unsee this. I, I very much miss the days when Jennifer went to the bathroom and forgot to turn off her camera. The rest of the view, they are not happy with Sarah dancing on this guy's grave. No, 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 not funny. Usually they are happy to make fun of any. If this was a Republican, believe me, they would be stomping all over him right now. Whoopi is not happy. Joy Behar, they are not happy with Sarah getting a rise. Another bad Maybe just don't make any metaphors. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I I know there's a lot of seriousness to this topic. It's just really hard because oh. I can't fathom a situation <laughs> where this was the option A and B. Um, so I'm petrified of my computer camera. I don't know if you remember, Whoopi, when you used to tell us, put something over that, put something over Turn that. It, yes, I yes. take my cameras and my, uh, my devices very seriously. So this is just not a mistake that I think happens easily. Um, but this is also why I'm grateful that Joy waits until 12.01 to take off her bra. A joke that fell flat. No, 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 Sarah. <laughs> no, we're you not joke jo- about that. This is this is a tragedy that happened to Jeffrey Tubin. Remember, not by Jeffrey Tubin. Next, yes, <laughs> Joy. You, what's it? What? You know, you what? Somebody hold Whoopi's hand here because I believe <laughs> she's having a stroke. What do you think about all this? I mean, is this a mis- is this the new kind of mistake people will make now because they forget <laughs> to close the camera or they forget that they they have? It's the new mistake. Everybody's doing it. He wasn't defiling himself in front of women. That's the new mistake. You know, Jeez, it's not. He was once again. He's the victim of the new mistake. And hung <laughs> up on the Zoom call. I mean, is this part of the future now? I can relate to it because it easily could happen to me. Not that I sit around naked. I don't. But, you know, I don't know how to use the technology. So I sort of... The other thing is when I heard this yesterday... Maybe I should just... <laughs> is that a tech mistake? Maybe we should when scrub you... this segment. Maybe the view producer should you guys... Guys, we're going to just... We're just going to call this one a wrap and talk about something else. It's uh, maybe, not a mistake. You know what? Grumpy Cat's back in the news. <laughs> I said, you know, thank you, Jeffrey, for giving us something to talk about besides Trump and this pandemic. Thank you, Jeffrey, for exposing yourself in doing this lewd sexual act in front of women 
who had to watch as part of their workday. <laughs> Thank you for doing it. Now we have something to talk about. Sure, there are a few women who, I believe in this world, if you've been sexual assaulted, you could be triggered by such things. But you know what? Now we've got something to talk about other than Trump. So in that way, he provided a public service. Uh Yay, a public service. Um, And, you know... I could do 10 jokes here, but I'm, I'm not going to. I, I feel sorry for the guy in a way. Yeah. Because hey, I, feel sorry. I kind of like his uh, reportage on CNN about the Constitution. So cares if he's a little pervy, if he violates people visually in a way that's still interactive with these women who have to still interact and see it and be a part of the, his show. Who cares if he does? Haven't you seen? Fine, he raped a girl behind the bush. Have you not heard his reportage? It's really good. It's really good. Sure, you few people have to pay the price. I mean, did you not see uh, Goodwill Hunting? It's an excellent movie. Yes, some actresses were raped by Harvey Weinstein and Weinstein and and uh, he's a disgusting monster who damaged women forever, but some of those movies the, the part, you know, um you, you know, I want to come by your house and I just want to see someday you're not here. You know, I have to go to see about a girl. Those are really good lines. Just a couple of rapes. Uh, he's pretty good on that and right. the, the Supreme Court. But, you know, uh, but he gone I don't understand one thing about it. So That's her again. She should have gone for a run, for, run or something. Uh, yes. So, wait, he's in. He's on a Zoom call I mean, and uh, with, the, with people from the New York. They took a break. And then he is on. Yeah, thank you, Whoopi. They took a break. Oh, okay. He was, that was just a break. That's a. That's different. On another Zoom call doing this thing that he's doing that you described that I won't say the word again because they'll get mad at me Self-care. at ABC. So, now, the, and, and then wait. So then the people on the Zoom call from the New Yorker continue to watch him and continue the meeting. Did you guys not go over this beforehand? Did nobody see that this was coming? To use another bad term. Did you not see? Did we not practice this segment you know, maybe toss her on the ball a little bit uh, before we start to talk about it. Now Joy's reconstructing it, hoping that during the reconstruction, somehow Jeffrey Tubin can be extricated from the crime. See, this is the part I don't really get. Hmm. Why would you watch that? There's so many good things on Netflix and Hulu right now to watch. Why were they watching him do that? These women. That's terrible. Were they Not him? like they, they were egg- at work or something. They were egging him on. Why would they do? Why would they watch him? He probably didn't want to do it. You could tell they wanted him to do it. I mean, why were they wearing outfits like that in the election simulation, right, ladies? It's exactly what it is. That's exactly what this is. My God, this is so incredibly victim blaming. Who wants to watch that? Some slut wants to watch that, right? That's got to be it. That's, <laughs> That's what it was. They were all enjoying it. That's why no one said anything. And yet they stayed on well, the call. I, I don't understand. And they kept. They stayed on the call too good. See, they yeah. liked it. I don't understand what? why no one said. They should be fired. <laughs> they Jeff- basically sexually harassed him. Free. Listen, what you? we can see you. I don't understand why no one had the, the presence of mind to say, dude, do you know everyone can see you? They set him up. They should have helped him out here. He was doing what's to be expected. It's the pandemic. Of course you get involved in lewd behavior during a break in the election meeting role playing. Dude, did nobody help him? Why didn't anybody stop him? Save his career. Might have been shock. I mean, it just... Shock? That's yeah, a lot shock of shock would people. Be that's, that's a whole bunch Horror. of shock people. Some yeah. One of those people <laughs> had to have the presence of mind to say... Oh my God, I gotta stop That's him. an out of body I mean, experience at you, work. We talk about lipstick on your teeth. We talk about, you know, do you tell people they have parsley in their teeth? You got, it, if, you know, how do you not say to somebody, I can see what you. The indecency of those people to not have the human decency you know? and the morality and the ethics to do the decent thing that any person would do and stop him from, yeah. uh, you know, y- using their visage as uh, is some turn-on tool to, you know, to satiate his uh, desires at that moment. Why did they let him do it? Now his career's in jeopardy. What are doing? I, I don't know. So it's funny. This is the most exercise they are in this segment mm-hmm. is about the witnesses. Yeah. Why didn't they? Why did... I mean, it's you... like spinach on your teeth. It could happen to anyone, really. Right. Exactly. I mean, have you not heard his reportage, you people on the on the call, and you didn't even stop him? Oh, I don't think I'm strong. I know, Sonny, that you have something to read. 
Yeah, you have something to read, son. Yes, yes. Um, in a statement, uh, Jeffrey Tubin said, I made an embarrassingly stupid mistake believing I was off camera. I apologized to my wife, family, friends, and coworkers. I believed I was not visible on Zoom. I Which is why I pulled the camera down to my crotch during this thing and right up close halfway through, according to eyewitnesses. I believe the camera was off or else I wouldn't have thrust myself into it. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me. Works for me. <laughs> All right, see you tomorrow, Jeffrey. For, yeah, you know, well, you know, I can say one more thing about this. You... The, the self-destructive behavior of some of these guys who are getting caught doing this type of craziness when they have these huge careers. Yeah. Anthony Weiner comes to mind. Uh, you know, he's got all this tragedies. huge career on CNN. He is the guy, and then he uh, shoots himself he, in the foot with behavior like this. I, I mean, get a therapist, can Jeffrey, you immediately, if not sooner. Can you recover I from this, can, though? If he, we always talk he can about recover, cancer but he might go on, on this show. Well, he might, he recover? might recover from sexual addiction, but yes. he'll be blind in the, in the process. Oh. That's a funny joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This Never is not more. a funny time. I, this yeah. is not This is not a funny time. This no, was, I'm still kind of trying to process this one. So be. legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin was suspended by The New Yorker and took a leave of absence from CNN we after co-workers reportedly said that during a Zoom conference... Don't make me say it. Don't make was, me say it. Oh, God. Oh. Well, masturbating. Oh. So I know that you worked with him, Sonny, but from a legal standpoint, what is the defense here if they want to rake him over the fire? Well, there are so many. There's the pandemic, and there's the well, fact that these you know, dumb broads who were on the call with him didn't have the respect for him or themselves to stop him. There's so many things we could have done. We failed you, Jeffrey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My God. Incredible. Incredible. Jesus, I got to be a liberal guy. And then I get to do all sorts of crazy, perverted stuff. You know what? I knew that I've been underutilizing Zoom in calls today. <laughs> I mean, apparently it's a big thing. I've seen more people rush to the defense of this as in, like, this could happen to anyone or it's something we all do. Or, like, it's just so bizarre to me and so, like, revealing that if mm -hmm. you think that that's like something that could totally happen to you that you might just accidentally whip it out in a work meeting then like i mean you need you need a therapist really like you you need to be able to hold it inside for at least that long if i'm in a you work really meeting do. alice if i'm in a work meeting and they're serving dry crappy turkey sandwiches i don't use the mayo packets because i'm insecure about people thinking i'm a fat guy who's going to use mayo and I just have the sandwich dry. That's where I am on the spectrum of audacity during a work meeting. I am several light years away from saying, you know what? Finesse is kind of hot. Maybe I'll just go with my absolute base animal instinct right now and let loose. Damn the torpedoes or any fallout that I could have. I mean, maybe there's a chance they'll blame it on everybody else. I don't understand. I have been, I'm a guy as well. We're all, guys have all, are all, you know, um, not deranged. What's that called? Um, disgusting? Yeah, guys are all disgusting vile. one time or another. Vile, exactly. And there was a time, there was a time in, let me tell you. So there was a time in 1994 in Alston. This tells you about guys. We lived in an apartment in Alston. And, and... <laughs> This is, Don't incriminate yourself. I'm not going to incriminate myself. But, um, and across the road from where we live, we lived on the third floor in this house. Across the road, there was a an apartment that was all girls. So we were all like 20 years old, whatever. And all the women, the girls across the way were the same age about. And I got to tell you. So one time we were all watching probably Friends or something when it was new with the monkey. And we're just sitting there. And one of our friends, who you know now, he's an old guy like me now. One of my friends said, Jesus Christ, turn off the GD lights across the room that we were in. There's probably six of us there. 
and every guy, not me, of course, every guy got up and dove as if they were diving on a grenade towards the nearest light switch and killed the lights. Boom, boom. And the reason why? Because over across the street in one of those rooms, one of the women was in a bra or something. And it was like, and it was like, we had never gone through, like, there was no training for, hey, guys, if we ever see anybody naked over there, by the way, you know, we're, we're, but it was in every guy is, is wired enough to know that that tone from another guy in the room while you're watching something on TV means this is a DEFCON 1 order. You know what that means. That means something's happening here when this ship needs to run dark for a minute. And that's that's what happens. And they did. I was not part of this, by the way. Remember, I was sitting on the couch idly, not understanding what was going on. <laughs> um, there was a pandemic at the time, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was um, a great. What was I? What was Tubin? I was a good raconteur. No, my, my reportage was very much respected by on the, the women in the place. Yeah. So that's the level of like you guys have built in. A certain amount of perviness, especially young men in their in their twenties, mm-hmm. and who have no clue, and they're all animals and whatever. But we're running a society here, right? I understand. So we have to have some standards, exactly. And people who are highly successful, and I mean, this is a guy who's smart. He has very highly respected reportage and everything. You know, like. He doesn't get the excuse that he's just a dumb animal who can't control himself, you know? Right. I cut teenage boys and maybe even into their early 20s, like, some slack because they're learning how the world works. But at some point, somebody's got to stop letting men run rampant, just pulling it out everywhere all the time. I mean, well, right. get it, it together, man. You have to be able to get through a work day at some point. Well, here. right. And, and if we were in that room in Austin, on that, um, in that apartment, Colborne Road, if you want to know where it is, and somebody in the room had looked over there and pulled a tube in, <laughs> no. They would, he would have been thrown out the third floor of that building onto the street. That was not a... That was not an acceptable, no, <laughs> pandemic or not, reportage or not. There was no of that happening. So uh, so I just think it's incredible. It's incredible. Thank you to The View for being uh, just so perfect. But they're not alone. I mean, that is amazing to listen to. But, I mean, Herman Lopez, who's from uh, Vox, he had up, he finally deleted it, but he had up a tweet for more than 24 hours saying, not sure someone getting caught doing something almost everyone does should be a national story. <laughs> so if you're... Is anything you want to say, Herman? <laughs> I know. By the way, be I mean... on a Zoom meeting with Herman Lopez. <laughs> if you are one of these almost everyone people who <laughs> could be, you know, making unwitting work colleagues part of your weird pervy fantasies stop it get help you're gross you need to cut that out it's awful so i mean i most people i know don't do that i certainly don't do that i don't know who was it on the view who said that i gotta they, tell you, I'd, they be, could, I'd be shocked they if could you fall did, into the t- they could fall, was that joy behar who said could happen to me i don't know i don't know technology right i mean that's bonkers it has nothing to do with knowing technology no no, it has to do with not being in for a women, meeting. For women, first of all, most women I know would be so unsatisfied with, like, just the camera image not making them look attractive. Just the, like, face part of it. You know, even if they were amoral, et cetera, they'd be mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not, this lighting is terrible. I look washed up. But they're not, he's not the only one either. BuzzFeed News has a story from BuzzFeed News reporter, I'm going to say her name wrong, I'm sorry, Scotchy Cool, I guess. Um, The headline is, Jeffrey Tubin can't be the only person masturbating on work Zoom calls. No. Can't possibly be. Everybody's got to be doing, I mean, this is the standard that we're going to. Somebody you guys like got caught doing this, so now we're going to go with not, that's gross, he needs to go get help. We're going to go with... Oh, everybody must be doing it. It's totally fine. Normal. Absolutely. All, that's great. Well, 
What right. happened to Me Too? Time's up. By the I way, I know. And well, then, then look what Whoopi was saying. Like nobody had the, the decency to tell him. Everybody, because nobody said, "Hey." I mean, the same way they say, "Hey, your microphone's off." Say, "Hey, your bleep is out." By the way, just so you know, <laughs> we're all here seeing that. Oh, oh, sorry, my bad. Sorry, it always takes me a while to get. Is now good? <laughs> is it away now? Yes, you, you're good now. You're no longer doing that. Holy! Just don't mix work meetings and that. That those things shouldn't go together. You would think they shouldn't go together. <laughs> just stop. Just everybody. Just don't. Gosh. Ugh. Goodness gracious. Do it on your own time, please. All right. So um, let's see. We've got the Tiffany Trump stuff. I'm not, I don't love this Tiffany Trump thing. She was drunk or whatever at the uh, Trump Pride event, and she just gave a dumb speech. <laughs> it's, um, it's such an honor. I love you. <laughs> it's truly it's such an honor to be able to be here and speak truthfully, honestly, and from my heart. I know what my father believes in. Prior to politics, he supported gays, lesbians, the LGBTQIA plus community. Okay? Yeah, we get it. You know, there is a um, there is a temp. I'm about to say something that may be considered sexist, but there are male versions of this too. The male version is usually like Ty Pennington, uh, but the female version is. There's, there are women who, in their early, well, even teens, actually, and into their 20s, somehow fall into the Tara Reid template of seem to be, I don't, I don't know Tiffany Trump or what she does or anything, but the voice gets a little bit raspy, and they just seem to be um, a little older than their years, and seem to have, I don't know anything Tiffany Trump does, but... Like uh, a Lindsay Lohan thing? That's exactly right. Tara Reid, Lindsay Lohan. Tara Reid mm-hmm. was 19 years old. I remember seeing her in a movie in the late 90s. And then a year later, she was 46. Right. And had been smoking 74 packs of Benson Hedges <laughs> a day. Or uh, yeah. Virginia Slim's Ultralights, whatever. It's something with a really long filter. And and this just like has happened. We can't all be me and to take care of ourselves. Like I <laughs> of course. But so that Tiffany Trump seems to have a little bit of oh Miley Cyrus Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. is in her late seventies now somehow <laughs> somehow um, and so that's just something that's um, that's happened anyway so she's in trouble for being drunk and being bad with the she left the T out of LGBTQIA yeah. oh plus. my god did she dead name a billion people or something is that she, what that well means? she left the T out so people are speculating that it was intentional because ooh she uh, took the T for because Trump. the Trump administration doesn't support trans people so. that's right he they changed the website you know the famous changing of the website <laughs> this year 2020 when fully half of the country has got the fever brought to you by your news media. I am greeted with a hostile press, the likes of which no president has ever seen. They come at you with the most horrible, horrendous, biased questions. And you see it, 94 or 95 percent of the press is hostile. They treat me so unfairly, it's hard to believe that I won. We're now looking at the worst president in American history. The worst president in American history. The worst president in modern history. This era we're in with Donald Trump, it's like the gates of hell have been opened. We thought Emperor Nero was wrong to fiddle as Rome burned. This guy's worse. He's been an abomination. (laughs) What a poor excuse for a president. This moral monster. What a poor excuse for a man. What a pathetic, sniveling little man our president is. What a poor excuse for a human being. He's unfit to be human. I believe this man is capable of, of... Horrific, horrific deeds. This vile, immoral, corrupt, indecent, dangerous, intellectually unfit president is a danger to all. Steve Smith of the Lincoln Project, by the way, in case you're wondering. All of us. It's not really in serious dispute anymore that President Trump is not up to this job. The president has been inept from the start. This president uh, has, has basically uh, failed the American public. How badly uh, is he failing right now? Do you think to date, <laughs> in the last six months, he has damaged the credibility of the office of the presidency? Homicidal negligence of the President of the United States. There is death after death after death that is on the President's watch. He has blood on his hands. Our President has blood on his hands. Blood on his hands. Rivers of blood on his hands. (laughs) More people are dead 
and dying in America tonight. Jesus. Because Donald Trump is president. All right, so today the question being asked, is President Trump a racist? Is President Trump a racist? We have a racist the president. question being asked. As a president. We have a, a man-child who is deranged and racist in this office. You don't have a president, as you said, talking about exterminating right. Latinos. It almost feels like a little <laughs> ethnic cleansing is going on. Ethnic cleansing, um, racist blood in his hands and over his head. Going on in the United States right now. People say, well, I'm not sure President Trump is racist. Well, racist is as racist does. No, he is a racist. It's uh, Forrest Rather uh, with that tidbit. He is a racist. Can we just say it once and for all? Anyone who is... Oh, there's going out an alleged Donnie Deutsch. ...in that White House and who is supporting him is complicit in their racism as well. To people who look like me, it's Dumb about man. imminent danger. When I see the Make America Great Again hat now, Chris, I am triggered. I'm so triggered. This Make America Great Again hat is just as maddening and frustrating and triggering for me to look at as a KKK hood. This president... <laughs> Right, I understand that. One group goes to Bass Pro Shops and buys hundreds of dollars worth of lures per year. One group lynches and kills black people historically. Donald John Trump has instigated a race war in America. When he said today, America... This is the well-paid media. This is the well-paid media with the most distribution in the country right now. First, it was not just the racial, I mean, the, I shouldn't say racial, the Hitlerian uh, background to it. America first is really white America first. That is just the emboldening of white bigotry by a white nationalist, white supremacist presidency. It carries with it overtones from the 1930s. The words themselves carry very ugly echoes in our history. Two more hogs got the fever. I wonder how, why so many people have the fever in this country and are totally anxious and uh, hyperventilating all the time and worried about racism in the streets and feel the need to have 75 yard signs just to make the signal that they're one of the very few non-racists around i wonder why that is hmm i'm not sure the media is the enemy of the american people that but this media are uh it's certainly immoral arbiters and um toxic messengers alice shatakoria I'm well. Um, all right. So uh, the, what I saw today on uh, something, I was, I was looking at something anyway, said that the polling had Trump ticking a little bit, tiny little bit closer with uh, Joe Biden, who's got a lid, who called the lid till Thursday. I just think after this year, after this year, calling a lid will be something that was unique to Joe Biden. You know, know, it will never be something any presidential candidate ever does. Um, but uh, polling snapshot, what's going on? Um, so, yeah, so Trump, you know, appears to have stopped the bleeding of the... Um, He's got blood in his hands, you know. Uh-huh. Rivers. Um, <laughs> rivers of blood on his hands. Um, but he appears to have at least staunched the bleeding of his presidential campaign, which has been apparently on its death throes for weeks now since the first debate. Um, but, you know, there were some, like, little tiny glimmers of slightly hopeful signs in the polls today. You know, some polls in some states that he has to win where he was only behind a couple points instead of, like, ten. So, um, that sounds more reasonable. I mean, like I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, I have expected these polls to tighten. I would be astonished if they didn't. Um, of course, like many of you, I don't put 100% stock in what the polls are saying. But, um, you know, I do tend to view it as like a momentum up down thing who's swinging which way. And I think it's a sign that, you know, what we've kind of all been feeling around out there that like Trump's campaign isn't dead yet. That, that that there might actually be some truth to that, that the polls are starting to pick it up in spite of themselves. I mean, and and I know everybody loves to hate on the polls, and I know that they got 2016 wrong, but in truth, they weren't, like, totally that far off in right. 2016. Right, nationally, they were right on. I think right. some of those Yeah, they states... were off maybe, like, a point nationally. Right. Like, Hillary Clinton lost by, like, one less point than they thought she, or, you know, she won the popular vote by one less point than they thought she was going to so you know they weren't that super far off in 2016 and secondly like they like to be right you know so they're trying to get it right even though they have their own biases and stuff that are getting in the way um you know i think that's more important to them i, I don't think most of them are like trying to negatively influence the election if anything i hear liberals being scared that people won't vote because they'll think biden is a shoe in you know that 
people mm-hmm. aren't the liberals aren't worried enough. But yeah, I mean, there was um, you know, a, a decent North Carolina poll for him. Um, there was you know good number. There were good numbers in Pennsylvania, Ohio. So like that's positive. He needs to win those. Um, I I still think it's really anyone's election, and um, and I think that. You know, like we saw in 2016, I think there are still a lot of people out there that um, aren't normal voters that Trump gets out. And I think Mm -hmm. it's sort of been an open question whether those same people will come out um, in 2020 that came out in 2016 that never voted. But Mm -hmm. um, I have a listener sent me this a few days ago. Um, They sent me a Facebook post from someone they know. this person posted on Facebook said, feeling optimistic for the first time in my life, I voted at the age of 64. Yes, I know it's my civic duty, but politics has never been my thing. Well, this year, it really hit me that I wanted to vote. Never in my life have I seen such hatred for our president of the United States, and it makes me sick. Hang on one second here. This year, 2020, when fully half of the country has got the fever. Brought to you by your news media. Is it appropriate to ask whether the president is having difficulty with rationality? It, it, it's, it's crazy what we're watching every day. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. People in European governments think that Trump has lost his mind. It is possible that he's m- mentally ill in a way. It's almost like being in, 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 in the ward of a, of a mental hospital half the time. We're, we're getting the ramifications um, as a nation of what having a sick man in the White House means. I don't believe him sane. Flatly. I don't think he's a stable person. He is unstable. He's not well. I saw this as a as a psychotically incoherent speech with cookies and dog poop. Do you think there's any part of him that's capable of shame? I can't feel normal human emotions. I don't think he's capable of the basic empathies that we feel as human beings. And that's what a social Who out there doesn't think Lawrence O'Donnell is a <laughs> psycho? And Donnie Deutsch, by the way, speaking of dirtbags. This is what happens when you elect a sociopath as president. This is somebody in deep psychological distress right now. Self-pitying, insecure. Sorry. Racist, xenophobe, not up to the job, um, over his head, uh, Hitlerian, insane. Angry. The president described as volcanic, seething tonight. The president went ballistic. NBC News has learned the president became unglued this week. Get real! Come on! We talk about the... He's nuts and we're in the middle of it! Well, the guy up in a Zoom meeting is not nuts, and he needs to be defended, view Joy Behar. Uh, Chris, I think that uh, that address probably should have come with a, a Surgeon General's warning. It was hazardous to the truth. How can anyone see this as unifying when he is spewing it? You've got to be such a nut tooth <laughs> to be Jim Acosta and to come out with that one-liner. <laughs> I'm going to use my Surgeon General line, by the way. Surgeon General's warning. Maybe hazardous. <laughs> to the truth. <laughs> Get it? Usually it's to your health. Now it's to the truth. Yeah, I'm going to go with it. Out lies to the American people. Oh, no, there was Lying. A... Do you think journalists are going to look back years from now and regret not doing even more to speak out about this lying and deceit? I think some. That doesn't seem like they're speaking out much to me. Journalists, well. Just an astounding blizzard of lies. Blizzard of lies? Blizzard of lies. From the President of the United States. He lies every minute. He changes his story second to... All right, guys, team meeting. What other huge thing of lies can there be? We've already got tsunami. We've got volcano. Anybody? Anybody? Remember, there's no stupid suggestions. <laughs> we need anybody. I got everything on the board here. Come on, give me a weather event. Give me a weather event. Weather and hailstorm? No, hailstorm's <laughs> not going to work. Um, blizzard? That's right, Jenkins. Blizzard. Blizzard. There you go. Second. You're facing a fertilizer spreader in a windstorm. Start from oh, that. Jesus. <laughs> Donald, Dan Rather was the first guy who made me, who I immediately started to hate after 9-11. Because he got, after 9-11, everybody after 9-11 had this thing where they would all cry for a little bit. John Stewart would cry, and uh, and Letterman would cry, and this person would cry, this person would cry, and they'd all do the thing. And then Dan Rather got on Letterman and said something like, well, and Letterman's like, well, this is tragic, whatever. And Dan Rather said something like, well, it looks like 
that old train that comes down the track honks and hollers and uh, at the bayou. Well, we won't be hearing that train whistle anymore. I'm like, you, what are you? Shut up. Speak freaking English. Say something that makes sense. Screw the old train, Dan Rather, you jerk. Jesus Christ. By the way, Dan Rather, one of the few people, in, I think you know this, else. My mother was a flight attendant on Air Force One during the... I saw back then she was a stewardess on Air Force One during the Johnson administration. And um, and uh, Johnson, was he handsy? Sure. And a lot of the press guys were obviously drunk and perverted. There were, there were a lot of them were excellent. The reportage was just top-notch back then. And you could just paw women all the time. But she did say that Dan Rather was a standout gentleman. So there you go. Thank you, Dan. Um, we're, you and I are good. <laughs> premise he's a liar we should fact check him backwards maybe see if anything he's telling us is true trump and some of his allies are promoting a hate movement against the american press he <laughs> is really trying to incite violence against reporters how else can you interpret mm. it if he could arrest us tomorrow let me ask you a question do you think he would arrest us tomorrow because if you say he wouldn't you're just lying to yourself two more hogs got the fever Ah, so much fever, so many hogs. So... How many reporters has Trump arrested now and thrown I assume into the, prison? I, I assume all of them. I assume all of them. I mean, he is Hitlerian. Yeah. Man, for a guy who's Hitler, he is not doing Hitler very well. Not doing Hitler very well. So what else is there? We've already played the view. I do love the view thing. I'm sorry about that. And I won't keep I won't keep harping on, but I freaking love the sadness. I mean, this is a Kennedy's just been shot view. We're all still kind of trying to process this one. I'm trying to get so legal it. analyst Jeffrey Tubin was suspended uh, by the New Yorker and took a leave of absence from you, CNN Jeffrey. after co-workers sorry, reportedly you know said that I during a Zoom conference. I can't do it anymore. Why didn't we? Why do we let you go in there with those enablers? I'm sorry, it's my fault. I don't deserve to live. <sighs> I guess you wouldn't sigh after that. <laughs> sad, sad, sad. And in comes old Rusty, the. English Terrier, seeing that his master now, having let Jeffrey Tuber down, has killed himself. Rusty, as well, can't, can't bear to go on. This is taking a turn, huh? And in comes Puddin', the cat. Sees that Rusty has been felled, and Puddin' also feels like he has let uh, Jeffrey Tuber down. So these are all just old uh, sound uh, shootings that I have from the Michael Graham show days. But through the window, a goose sees it all, Alice. <laughs> and even further away. Oh, no, wait. Next to the goose, an unsuspecting turkey sees his best friend. Gil the goose. Racked by guilt about Jeffrey Tubin has taken his life. No! No, it's not worth it. Then offshore somewhere, a right whale, seeing the carnage done by these Zoom meeting people who let Jeffrey Tubin fall victim to another simple uh, symptom of the pandemic. All right. Anything to add to that, Alice, or is this twisted enough for you? <laughs> I can't participate on this. Yeah. That's your part of the show. I don't believe you. I think that's all the stuff I have with things getting shot. Ah, so maybe it's um, maybe it's time to think about. It. I heard something very interesting today. I'll be right there, good sir. Uh, interesting today, and I kind of take credit for this because I believed it too. By far, seventy-five percent or more of Americans who are polled are worried about the coronavirus and want to be all masky and, and Heidi about it. Trump is, of course, running against all that stuff, really, even though he says he is for it. He's a, you know, can tell he doesn't mean it. He's not for it. He doesn't like masks. He doesn't like the hiding. He got the hell out of the hospital as soon as possible and started bagging about beating. He doesn't respect coronavirus. Sorry. He just simply does not. 
And the the guys at the um, commentary podcast were suggesting that maybe there's a shy, not a shy Trump voter, but a shy coronavirus voter. And I think there could be something to that. Mm-hmm. Because I th- it is so, so forbidden now to say publicly, you know, that you think a lot of this stuff is horse bleep and mm-hmm. that, that we're hiding and it's hurting us even more and that we need to get back out there. We didn't sign up to barely live, to sit in a fetal position and hope that the dark cloud passes. And give up our livelihoods and livelihoods right. of our kid. And I think there is something to that. And it, maybe the pe- team Trump thinks so, too, because that's where they're running. They are running yeah. on an issue that only 25% of Americans, according to polling, agree with them. <laughs> right. But, I mean, I think there is something to that. Because do you notice, like, even when you get together with someone or something and you, like, meet outside at the park and, like, nobody wants to be the first one to not wear the mask, even if you're standing six feet apart outside. Right. Everybody does this sort of little dance of, well, would you be comfortable if I, or you, is that okay? I just want to make sure that everyone feels safe. And then, like, once everybody takes their masks off, then they just talk like normal people. Like, you realize you're amongst people who also are not living in total fear. But, like, you don't want to scare that one person who's like the person that wears the mask while walking through the woods by themselves well totally and let's go to the woods because you and i i went without you with the kids last week and then we went together a couple of days ago mm-hmm. on it both times deep in the woods up here um near newburyport um we ran into people wearing masks who had cameras and who offered to take pictures of us with our family Mm-hmm. And both of them said, you know, we're fine with the social distancing, whatever. And I think whatever, but we're, you know, if you don't mind, we'll have, we'll, have to, we'll take a picture for you if you'd like it. And they were really cool, but they got the. Yeah. Do you form- want us to use hand sanitizer? Right. They- like everyone's trying not to be the right. person to. They got the formalities out of the way, but for a deadly pandemic, they found it more important to help to take a family's picture than worry about the impending death. And I think there is something, there's something to be said for that. I think, I mean. If there is, if indeed there is this hidden vote there that said enough of this crap, and I believe there is, mm-hmm. then then Trump has, and Team Trump has gambled uh, wisely. Of course, I, I I don't believe. I think that like their big pollster is incarcerated, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know I what mean, they're basing it on, and I don't know what what kind of. Well, I mean, I think even. In 2016, it's mostly just Trump's instincts. That's what the campaign's based on. And if you come in as an analyst and you have advice that's different from Trump's instincts, then it's you that goes, not (laughs) what Trump wants to do. Exactly. There's no, like, people stick around with the Trump campaign because they do what Trump wants them to do. That campaign is really, it was run as a bare bones operation in 2016, but it's run off of Trump's gut, which Mm -hmm. has, you know, it. It's not perfect. It's certainly not a traditional. He'd say his gut was perfect. (laughs) It's not a traditional political campaign. But, um, you know, he certainly, when he was saying the night before the election, this doesn't feel like second place. I mean, that there's something to that. Mm -hmm. And I think that people are saying on the ground, like, I'm seeing a lot of people that I don't normally see voting going on there and voting. It's not every day that you see 50 Cent endorsing a Republican for president, and he's right. doubled down on Ice, that. Ice Cube is on board, at least uh, partially. Right. I yeah. mean, so this, and it was not necessarily a ringing endorsement by 50 Cent either. No. Didn't he say in the endorsement, like, he I doesn't don't like black people? I, I don't still. care if Trump doesn't like black people. So right. that's, you know, but that's like, you know, maybe there is something happening, and but it's one of those things that, Somebody's going to be proven to be an idiot on November 4th, or maybe a little bit later, depending on the mail-in vote. Somebody is going to have been really, really wrong. Yeah. It is remarkable, though, remarkable the amount of energy and crowds that he gets around the country. Mm -hmm. And boat, you know, uh, 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 what's that called when you have a whole embarcadero full of boats? Not an armada. Is it an armada? Maybe it's an armada. That's another word. Bless you. And all this other, I mean, it's crazy. And Biden can't can't get a crowd. They can't get any. It's true. Crowd. I mean, and, and and obviously the Biden people, the whole thing, the, the the spirit, the culture of the thing is that we're hiding from COVID and this and that, and they were voting not for Biden but against Trump. But you cannot discount all that stuff. There's- I mean, I do have to say, I think if coronavirus and all that hadn't happened, mm-hmm. um, I think Trump would have been a shoe in in twenty twenty. Uh, so um, right. So he's running on. 
as if this were February of right. Yeah. So it's a very tough. It's in the fact that he's this close after all of this, after mm-hmm. after after this black swan event that is the coronavirus, a world history event, and which has caused now the economy to be tanked and this and that, et cetera. And, and the treatment he's gotten from the media where people trusted institutions now say matter of factly, as if it's so far beyond being debatable that Trump's a mass murderer now and et cetera. The fact that he's hanging this close, that's got to worry people. This year, 2020, when fully half of the country has got the fever brought to you by your news media. It's a grotesque abuse of power by the president of the United States. This is the kind of thing that goes on in non-democracies. Let's be frank, a national nightmare is upon us. The country has a president who operates as an outlaw. This president is a criminal, a thief and a liar. A grifter. Like a mob boss. How strange is it for you to sit here and compare the president to a mob boss? While he's technically exonerated from a crime, is he exonerated from his behavior? Is President Trump out Nixony Nixon? The president is a Russian operative. America's president sided with its enemy today. That sounds like the description of a bad Hollywood screenplay, but it is real. No president has ever been charged with treason, Douglas. Do, do you believe the president's actions fall in? Douglas Brinkley, uh, historian. Anywhere within that definition? That would be treason, right? The spirit of what Trump did is clearly treasonous. To believe that the president isn't compromised requires such a leap of faith. All he had to do was not, you know, put on jammies and crawl under the covers with Vladimir Putin, and he couldn't do that. Biggest winner, Vladimir Putin. He basically took over the United States and got himself a Manchurian candidate. What does Putin have on him? What does Putin have on Trump? What does Putin have on him? What does Putin Putin have on Trump? Trump? We don't know, I think, (laughs) Putin is his handler, his hero, or his co-conspirator, but that's obviously where his loyalty lies. Trump's authoritarian tendencies are on full display. Donald Trump is an authoritarian of the first order. A increasingly authoritarian president who is a danger for all of us. The right-wing media's dear leader. Toxic dear leader. Wannabe dictator. Dime store slurring Mussolini. The Trump administration has been copying the wrong... Mussolini. You need a throat punch for that. (laughs) Korea. Open your eyes, America. Open your eyes. We are teetering on a dictatorship. Authoritarian leaders tend to get reelected because they are willing to improperly abuse the power of the government they control to keep themselves in power. This would be the end of America. If this is what we're going to be, this won't be a democracy. That's a monarchy. He's functionally a monarch. I want to start using the word fascist. Yeah, he's a fascist. And if yeah. the party nominates... <laughs> Uh, Hitler, you going to vote for him? Many tendencies <laughs> like Adolf Hitler. Yeah. I said it, throw me off the air. Increasingly, Donald Trump... Ooh, going out on a ledge again, Tony. Trump is turning this nation into Nazi Germany. Does this look like Germany in 1933? We're getting close. That is exactly why <laughs> Donald Trump is... Com- We're getting close, except with golf clubs and total freedom and no ambitions <laughs> to ru- run the earth. Compared to Hitler. I, I hate comparing Trump to Hitler because Hitler could concentrate for more than 30 seconds and had normal-sized human hands. Trump, no doubt... That uh, zinger is, ha, bo- ha. is brought to you by... Uh, trolly, gnarled, uh, Confederate enthusiast Rick Wilson. Learned from any number of authoritarian leaders over the last 90 years. Ataturk, Franco, Mussolini, Stalin, and Hitler. One thing we're not is the opposition. We're not the opposition party. We are just trying to get at the truth. When you see um, entire media companies essentially exist to tear down Joe Biden, is there an equivalent to that on the left, tearing down Trump? No. No. Uh, there, there really isn't. No. Timor Hall's got the fever. No, there certainly isn't. Jesus, who would do that? All right, man, what a fun show, fun time. Thank you so much. Um, follow me. I am Tom Shattuck at Twitter, at Tom Shattuck. Al Shattuck is at Alice Shattuck. You can email me at winchester at gmail.com, W-I-N-N-C-H-E-S-T-E-R at uh, gmail.com. Thanks for so much. Please leave a review and five stars if you don't mind. If you do mind, and you don't have to. <laughs> All right, see you tomorrow. Say la vie. We're all still kind of trying to process this one. So legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin was suspended by The New Yorker and took a leave of absence from CNN after co-workers reportedly 
said that during a Zoom conference, he was, well, masturbating. So I know that you worked with him, Sonny, but from a legal standpoint, it, what is the defense here if they want to rake him over the fire? Well, you know, I think there's no question, Whoopi, that if he were physically in an office at work, that this would be a fireable uh, offense. He would Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.